Welcome to the Gallery Girl podcast. Gallery Girl is a London-based website and curatorial platform dedicated to contemporary art from across the globe. In this podcast, we're going to focus on female artists, curators and practitioners who highlight art with roots in West Asia and North Africa. Enjoy. Welcome to the Gallery Girl podcast. Today, my guest is Saria Saka, a Lebanese curator and arts professional who seeks to preserve, promote and celebrate Lebanese and Levantine arts and crafts. She is also the curator of an auction that has just gone live with Orc Art called Beirut Never Dies and is the founder of The Good Shop. Welcome, Saria. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Lizzie. I'm very excited. Um, as this is my first podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's an enjoyable experience for you. Um, when did you know you wanted to have a career in art? Um, I kind of just fell into it, mm-hmm. which is what I feel most people will say um, about how they got into their creative job. Mm. Um, whether it's film or art or fashion, I feel like the thing you hear the most is, oh, it just kind of happened. Um, but I always loved painting and making and cooking and, you know, doing random things with my hands when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and my mom always encouraged me to, you know, dress differently to everyone else, uh, to paint. Mm. Uh, I was always just doing things. So I was very visually inclined and mm. always drawn to color. Um, so I feel like until I kind of had to make choices about jobs Mm. I was just painting and making and creating and then a school got a little bit more serious I wasn't very good at anything but art Mm. um and so I kind of chose to do art history for a level thinking it would be you know pretty straightforward um and I ended up really loving it I really looked forward to it all the time and then when I went to university I decided to study it as well um but I actually didn't love it at university, so I thought, job-wise, I'd rather do something creative, but mm. not in art directly. Um, at that point, I was thinking of going into set design. That was oh, kind of wow. my dream. Um, and I've always liked to write, so maybe try to write on the side. Um, but then I moved to Hong Kong in 2018, and I moved with, like, one suitcase, no job, and didn't know anyone. Um, and... I thought I wanted to stay. The only way I could stay was if I found a job. And Mm. the job that I got was um, at a gallery, um, at Simon Lee Gallery. And so that's how it happened. And initially I thought, you know, I'll do, it was an internship. I'll do it for three months, six months, and then do something else. Um, But I ended up really loving it. And um, they liked me and they offered me a job. And um, that's kind of how it happened. Wow. So what made you go to Hong Kong? I had lived in Europe. I grew up in London. Uh-huh. Um, and I spent a lot of time in France growing up because my grandmother lives there. My mom considers Paris home. Um, so I was quite familiar with this side of the world. Mm. Um I studied in the U.S. Mm. um, and I was in America when Trump got elected and I went to a very liberal um, school, which was an amazing environment to be in, um, in my late teens and early 20s. But I found the whole atmosphere quite intense, Mm -hmm. um, especially as someone who is interested in um, 
creative, uh, more creative things. Mm. Um, so I thought I had just come back from, um, a really amazing holiday in Asia, um, in Myanmar and Thailand. And initially I really wanted to move to Bangkok, but mm. I was advised against it. I was told it was maybe a little bit tough for like right. a young girl on her own. Mm. So I picked Hong Kong because I knew that for the things I was interested in, which at the time was art, luxury, retail, hospitality, Hong Kong would be an easy place. Um, and it was, it was very tough in some senses, but it was actually really, I mean, if I can do it, if I can move there with, knowing no one and like almost nothing anyone can okay (laughs) it's a very welcoming place okay that's nice so what made you decide to come back to London um well the protests started in Hong Kong oh okay um, in the summer of 2019 right and at the same time, um, my director at the gallery in Hong Kong moved to London mm-hmm. and she offered me a position in London. Um, and I had been in Asia for just under a year. And it's a very, it's a very, very small um, ecosystem. So it's actually amazing because you get a really great bird's eye view on your industry, whatever it is, whether mm-hmm. it's finance or hospitality or fashion or whatever it is. Um it's small so it's a really great place to be when you're young because you can kind of see everyone what they do sort of like the politics on a small scale um but then I thought at my level which is entry level there's a lot more room to experiment with different things in London yeah where there are many more um like facets um to the art industry there's obviously the institutional side there's the commercial side um there are so many artists that call london home there's all the amazing art schools so there's so much going on um that hong kong sort of didn't have but at the same time hong kong offers a lot that london yeah can't because london's so big Mm, yeah i completely get that london can be a bit overwhelming and sometimes it's good to spend some time away just to realize what you do have and to see what else is out there. Yeah, I mean it's amazing to it's amazing how much goes on in London. Mm. It's just not that easy of a city, I feel, because um because it's so spread out. Yeah. Yeah. I also and think people- that if you didn't have family here, it would be really difficult to be here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but it's great being in London. I mean, you can sort of see whatever you want. You can do whatever mm. you want. There's so much going on. I'm, I'm, yeah, optimistic about London. So did you always um, grow up going back to Beirut and being exposed to the art scene in Lebanon as well? Um, I did grow up going. Um, I grew up going to Beirut once or twice a year. Mm. Um, I probably think that I became aware of a kind of art scene and a creative community in Beirut when I was a little bit older, when mm-hmm. I was maybe, I can't remember now, maybe 17, 18, 19. Like it took me a while to kind of tap into that because for the longest time, and I'm sure it's the same with you I kind of associate when we'd go I'd spend my days with my grandparents yeah 
and we just go from like meal to meal to meal yeah. to you know seeing this cousin seeing that cousin yeah. like the whole family thing um and my mom um didn't grow up in that my dad grew up in Lebanon but okay. my mom didn't yeah. so she has a very different relationship to the place that my dad does so mm-hmm. for someone who has a link someone who grew up in Lebanon you go and you you go out to a restaurant or a club or whatever it is and you see kids that you grew up playing tennis with yeah. to you see everyone and it's a very it's a very kind of exclusive society like these are your friends from day one and it, mm. it's a little bit alienating I feel for someone who didn't grow up there mm. um so my mom was always always spent her time in Beirut um sort of discovering cultural things and doing her own thing a little bit because she didn't have that connection to Lebanon that my Mm. dad did. Um, And so as I got older, my mom would take me with her um, Mm. and we'd, you know, we'd go to cool coffee shops and cool bars and we'd visit um, jewelry designers at their studios and see, you know, in Lebanon Mm. they have like the most beautiful way of working jewelry. Mm. Um, Or we'd go to furniture studios and different galleries and then I kind of I kind of realized as I yeah I think late into my teenage years that when they do things in Lebanon they're creative when they make things creatively they're really really very good at it and they have an amazing eye an amazing um like relationship to color and text uh, texture and mm. touch and all those kinds of sensory elements they really know how to do that yeah, I agree. And I feel like especially with fashion and design, they really celebrate their homegrown talent, mm-hmm. which they probably don't do. Well, maybe they do here, but you don't notice it as much. But when you go there, you know, that everyone knows this artist and this designer and it's like really yeah. well known. There's a real pride, which is an amazing feeling um, wherever you go, if you feel that the people are proud. Yeah, no, for sure. It's something that I don't think we have in the UK. Um, so, unfortunately, everyone will know now, but in August, Beirut, um, suffered this horrific explosion, and you came together with Orcart, which is an online auction platform, to curate a sale called Beirut Never Dies. Can you tell us a little bit about that? When the explosion happened in August, I was sort of at a point um in my job where I was beginning to reconsider what I want to do and I realized sometime during the first lockdown that I actually really want to work with young artists Mm -hmm. um I was just kind of taken aback by how generous people were during quarantine um with sharing their like skill or craft you know whether it's like a personal trainer doing like free sessions on Instagram someone sharing a recipe for obviously banana bread or whatever it was I really liked that people were very generous with their creativity um and I thought it was actually very much more accessible to kind of see what what um young creatives are doing so I thought you know what I've I don't know if I really want to work with established or mid-career artists because I'm so young and I kind of want to grow with the with my um um, with the people that I'm working with yeah. um, so I began to think you know I'd rather work with young artists in their 20s or still at school or recently left school or considered emerging um, but separately to that 
soon after the explosion, I was kind of looking through my, my, my clothes and I was thinking, this is horrible. I have so many things that I don't wear, like mm. the classic kind of problem that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Um, I thought, why not sell some of the stuff and ask friends and family to donate some of their clothes that they don't really wear anymore and then give all the proceeds to a charity or an organization. And then um, I wanted to give it to a fund that was helping artists. Mm -hmm. So I ended up working or partnering rather with um, the Arab Fund for Arts and Culture, which Mm -hmm. is AFAC. They started the Lebanese Solidarity Fund to provide relief to artists who lost equipment or homes or studios. Um, And that's something that meant a lot to me because my fear with the explosion um, is that already Lebanon is a place that for so many people who are stuck there, they feel like there's no hope and mm-hmm. there's no there's no opportunity. And with this explosion, which primarily affected the neighborhoods where artists um, uh, have their studios and live yeah. and you know do their thing, I just was concerned that they would also leave. And if the creativity and the talent leaves, then, you know, what's left? That's for me, that's so much of the, that's, they bring so much of the soul and spirit and warmth to, um, to, to Beirut. Um, so, so then I decided to start the good shop. Mm -hmm. Um, and I reached out to, um, friends for their secondhand goods and a lot of them had brands and they said you know I won't give you something secondhand but I'll donate something from my brand um which ended up being a really eclectic selection of items from shoes to handbags to table mats to mugs to you know a real range um and then my graphic designer um a Lebanese um girl called Yasmin Audi said to me Oh, my sister is making these amazing um, sourdough zata crackers and she yeah. wants to give the proceeds to Lebanon. Would you consider selling them? And I said, yes. So then the good shop kind of became like a very eclectic selection of goods, 100% of the proceeds to AFAC. Um, and then I was telling a girlfriend about that sale and she told me, you know, I'm actually going to put you in touch with my friend Natasha who founded Oak Art, um, the friend I'm referring to is Nicole Ching, who actually had a sale with Natasha in October, I believe, called Reorient, um, in which she showcased emerging Chinese artists. Oh, cool. Um, and then I met with Natasha. Initially, the idea was maybe she could help me with the logistics of the good shop. But she, um, I gave her my whole pitch and the story and, you know, why preserving Lebanese culture and talent means so much to me. And she said... We're looking for people who are really passionate about a specific theme. Um, would you consider curating the sale for us? And obviously I said yes. Amazing. So how did yeah. you choose the artists to go into the sale? So I, word of mouth, lots of, you know, internet searches, uh, Instagram, speaking to people who know who are familiar with um, Beirut's kind of cultural landscape, who are much more familiar than I am. I was really lucky to speak with um, Gilles Khoury, who is a journalist for L'Occident Le Jour, the Mm. big paper there. And he so generously um, 
we spoke about you know the kind of things I like and he so generously gave me a list of some artists that he was close to and that he really likes um separately I spoke to um Christine Tome from Ashkal Alwan and she was she's she's incredible and she so generously also pointed me towards different artists that she's either supported throughout their careers or done mm. shows with um I found one of my artists Alicia Jalul at um the Saatchi Grads Now show oh, she cool. um was in the graduating she she has an MFA um in a sculpture from Slade and I saw one of her works she had up in that show and it was um it's on textile it's embroidered and there's like really cool typeface on it and it says time is of the essence and post-covid I'm really drawn to things that I can kind of touch or see yeah. or you feel how like the maker made it yeah um and yeah so I looked her up on Instagram and she had a Lebanese flag in her bio so I was like this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> so I messaged her and she was in so kind of like random some some through friends um the other thing is I took on a bunch of different Beirut and Lebanon related projects all at the same time mm-hmm. as I left the gallery. So they all helped, you know, I was working on the good shop and that helped me with yeah. my orc art sale. And I was helping some girls who are doing this benefit auction for Sotheby's and that helped me for my sale. And mm. so it was very, everything that I've been working on the last few months has been related. Yeah. Amazing. So who are, like, the young Lebanese artists that you think people should have on their radar? So I recently went and saw Christine Safa's studio. I did a studio visit in Paris. Um, she's in the sale. I think she's amazing. Um, she is inspired by the landscapes, the climate, her memories of Lebanon, she, like me, was born to Lebanese parents, but never lived there. She grew yeah. up in Paris. Um, and she's quite inspired by Ethel Adnan as well, who I love. And she makes these beautiful, well, I was going to say beautiful small canvases, but not necessarily small. She's got some huge ones in her studio um, that kind of marry, like, um the landscapes with the terrain and you can kind of feel through the colors like the heat and heaviness of the air and they're really beautiful really romantic paintings and I think that she's one to watch um and then separately there's an artist who I don't know a huge deal about um called Dala Nasser and she's done stuff in Beirut with Ashkal Alwan Mm. and Beirut Art Center and now she's doing an MFA at Yale um and she kind of in her practice, she sort of explores, I think, kind of like the space between the artist and the studio, and she kind of adds bits and bobs of, she, they're not really canvases, they're kind of very textured, sort of a little bit of plastic, and some mm-hmm. have burn holes in them, and some have little scraps of different kind of debris from the studio. Um so it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and her, I've, I need to learn more about and maybe one day I'd hope to do a studio visit, but she's someone that I'm watching a little bit. Amazing. So what is next on your agenda? Like, What's your plans for the future? What's next for you? Um, so I loved doing the Orc Art Sale mm. and I hope to do 
I hope to be able to work with young artists like that again and put together these little um, collections of themed um, work. So I guess I'm really into ceramics these days, so I think that I will probably want to do a little selection of ceramics and um, kind of share that with my friends um, and see where that goes. Just because I love speaking to artists mm. and connecting with them and going to their studios and that gives me the opportunity to do that and meet different artists and have an excuse to actually go to their studio yeah. <laughs> um, and then also show my friends what I've been seeing because um, a lot of them ask. Um, so I thought, why not? The other thing that I am working on, um, I'm doing with two partners, um, my friend Ayla and my friend Naj. Um, essentially, we want to connect uh, creators from the Levant, um, so that's Syria, Jordan, Palestine, mm. and Lebanon, yeah. to freelance, accessible freelance opportunities in Europe and the US. And when we say creatives, we mean anything from graphic designers to illustrators to um to painters poets sculptors like whatever the craft is mm. we're here for it and we want to connect creators from those areas yeah. in the middle east to accessible freelance opportunities abroad because we really believe in their talent mm. and um yeah that's everyone could use more of that, no, for sure. that you know that i yeah definitely well Thank you so much for your time. It was really great to speak to you and hear about all of Thank your work. Thank you. I will link. Thanks for having me. I will link everything to the All Cart auction and the Good Shop, and I'm super excited to see what you do next. Thank you so much, Lizzie. It was a pleasure. You're welcome.